Welcome to another For Your Consideration podcast. This is good old Will from Texas, here with my co-host Tyler. And Tyler, if today's episode was a pay-per-view, it would be called International Incident. All right? And we're here with two of my dearest friends. I love these guys. Um, From Puerto Rico. Um, we've heard him on many of my previous podcasts, my good friend Esteban El Barriqua. What's going on, Esteban? Hi, Will. It's been it's it's been quite a while since we've done one of these podcasts. Uh, yeah. I, in what? fact, I think the last one was uh, this very one for your consideration uh, episode. I think the last next to last episode. Yeah, yeah, that was what five years ago. Yeah, to put it in perspective, I mean. This that that episode was before the hurricane hit. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh so, my god. Poor was, Puerto Rico got hit by a hurricane. That's right. It was like Yeah, it was like it was like a month and a half before that. So it's been stuff's happened since. All right. And our next guest is no stranger to podcast. This guy uh, has uh become my traveling buddy for wrestling shows. Uh, he and I went to Mexico City in 2018 for an uh, CMLL anniversario show. And on his own time, he has uh, documented his travels to Tokyo and New York City for wrestling shows. And he has done interviews with Bret Hart, Tyson Kidd and Harry Smith, Ray Mysterio, Ricky Morton, after Dave Meltzer. It's my good buddy Hassan from Bahrain. Did I, okay. did I pronounce that right, Bahrain? Yes, perfect. Thank you very much. Uh, well, and my, uh, nice to meet you, Aspata, as well. I hope I'm worthy. I hope I'm worthy, like, to join you in the discussion, and I hope my English is good enough so you would understand me. Hey, man, it's been good enough for you and I to communicate for five years, <laughs> so it'll be fine for the show. All right. So anyway, so so guys, uh, today's uh, set of wrestlers that, that we're looking at for this show have a unique slant in that they all had WWE careers, and for whatever reason, they're no longer with that company, and they're now with AEW. So I kind of wanted to look at some current uh, wrestlers on the AEW roster. And look at their WWE careers. And then at the end, we can kind of decide if, you know, they made the right decision to go to AEW or if you think that uh, WWE was a better fit. And, um, you know, there's quite a few, right? There's quite a few AEW uh, wrestlers that have uh, WWE um, pedigrees here. So so let's let's just jump right into this. And uh, Hassan, we're going to start with you. And the, the first guy I want to talk about is an interesting character because I don't know if he's hit his stride in either company. And that is in WWE Malachi Black slash Aleister Black. Right. Um, knowing, watching like 
um, NXT, watching what he did in WWE. Uh, what, what do you think about his WWE run? Mm, this is this is pretty interesting, but for me to be honest, like I I sense like such ring style wouldn't work in the main roster. I'm not sure till if that makes sense, but I'm not makes sure perfect you, sense. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure like if you guys noticed, but the guy has totally changed his. Uh, Erring style when he went to AEW. I think he's basing himself more at. I'd, when he was in NXT, like I think he was one of the guys about kick after kick and after kick. You know what I mean? Correct. Like that Mortal Kombat uh, style. But really, when he went to AEW, I really loved his. He, slow, he slowed down a bit, and I think. He seems more ring uh, general in AEW, but yeah. Although, although I think he was pretty charismatic in NXT. He got over huge. Absolutely. And, yeah, but when when he went uh, to the main roster, I sense that maybe the people in charge wouldn't get his not more not his look or character, but his ring style. It won't fit in the main roster. Um, what, what about you, Esteban? Like, was there anything in WWE, like a match or anything that would stand out where, you know, he could be on a top 100 WWE wrestler list? For me, um, Black is one of those guys where it, it, it seems off a bit for me. And, and I mean, it's, it's a little more style over substance in a way because he's got a tremendous look and a lot of people went crazy over the look and the presentation. Uh, the results per se were pretty mixed, and some of it, some of it might be due to what Hassan was mentioning of how he was uh, being presented, and some of it just simply because they. I mean, I think his high points were definitely that NXT run initially, and when he got on the main roster, it always seemed like they never really had a solid idea how to present him or what to do with him, and I don't know. It, they, I think. It, it, it's more style over substance in the way that he always looked really – he had such a unique look or has such a unique look. And I don't know. It's either either because the the people in charge weren't sure how to, how to deal or handle him or simply because they just – you know, it wasn't what they were looking for. And, you know, he right. just – he was just there. I think uh, – you know, I know Paul Heyman wanted to push him. Yeah. When Heyman was running raw and, and he just never got off the ground. So, you know, I, th- I think it is a case of, you know, um, could have, should have, would have, whatever. It, it was just, um, it wasn't meant to be, you know. And I, th- I think even though, like, I want more out of him in AEW, like, he's had some really, really good matches. I really liked some of the Cody stuff, they brought him in like a major star right away, um, getting wins over Cody. And I really like the Dante Martin match. Um, I'm still waiting for him to kind of break out into that, that top echelon of, of wrestlers in AEW. It's the follow-up. They, 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 it, it, it all depends on how they follow up. Right. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how, how it goes, but, um, Tyler, uh, did he even make the list? 
last time around five years ago? I don't think so. I don't even think he was no. five years ago. He, he wasn't nominated last time uh, because it was done Got five it. years ago. And so it was basically, he's basically come and gone during that time. So Okay. And, and, and I don't think he'll make my list either. I don't think he'll practice. Uh, so, it's all yeah. potential, no, no actual results for me. So. Yeah, that that's exactly right. You know, I liked his uh, some of his NXT work. I liked his feud against Velveteen Dream, where he had to say his name. I thought that was really good. You know, he did have his that run. That was awesome, right? Yeah, yeah, it really was. Um, you know, he did have his NXT title uh, run, and he won it from Andrade. Um, but it kind of took a backseat to the Gargano and Champa feud that was going on. I thought he had an interesting team with Ricochet that kind of started on NXT, but then he, he got called up to the Raw roster. And from that point, he really was pretty much, he was waiting for someone to come and knock on his door like he's Jack Tripper. So I don't think that was the right. best use for him. So. Well, since you mentioned him, let's go to our next wrestler, Andrade <laughs> Esteban. Uh, for me, I think Andrade's one of those guys where I was so excited when he was in NXT, putting on match of the year contenders, and then on the main roster, it was like this guy disappeared. Uh, what do you say? He was someone who initially took a little bit of time to get his footing, but when he got his footing in NXT, um, man, was that <laughs> that was quite the that was quite the run he had, and probably probably the last. I don't, I, unless I'm, I'm I'm forgetting, I think he was the last great NXT title run of the ones we've had recently. Uh, and he went to the main roster and he should have done more than he did. He, what he got to do, I mean, he had, he had that, uh, he had the series with Rey Mysterio. He had, that could have been so much more, but again, it's, I don't know how much stock to put into the, the fact that it was, well, if the language, which is, it was an impediment or not, if he couldn't speak English or, or not, or sometimes these things that make no sense to me probably because of uh since i am a spanish a native spanish speaker it's uh it, it, when all these when when these things that they can't speak english come up i go like i i never can wrap my head around it because it's like there's charisma and there's talking and andrade has charisma if oh, he's allowed to show it um it could have been better but i honestly he's someone who I don't know if potential if potential were were something were, were to count he could absolutely he would absolutely make the lower end of a list as it is he, I don't know maybe maybe just based on that on that run on that NXT title run he had that might be enough to get him on a lower end if you're making a list but it's it's another case where you're frustrated with what with the toolkit that he has and what and how it was actually used ultimately. I, I mean, the last time, I think the last notable thing he was doing was the tag team with uh, Gaza before he missed WrestleMania. And, and then basically they decided to break up the act and, and the whole thing just ended up fizzling out from there. Right. Hassan, do you have anything to add about his um, WWE man, run? Man, I love Andrade. Like, I'm not sure if you guys remember, but, in the first couple of months when we, he came in wearing that hat, the white hat, he still wasn't connecting. And there was a big hype about La Sombra coming into NXT. And people didn't get him. But, man, I think he's like one of the few guys who adapted his style from Lucha 
to the North American soil, right? And even in the ring, like for me, I think he adapted to the North American style even better than guys like Phoenix and Pentagon. And, and I remember, I think I saw him live against Rey Mysterio, and these guys had an amazing chemistry. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Where did but you see yeah, that at? Uh, it was in Manchester, I think it was in, on SmackDown. And they oh, even. Okay. Yeah, and like Espata, uh, Espata said, I think they had an amazing two out three falls match on the following month. But yeah, he's charismatic for sure. And yeah, he's great. But for him to be in the top 100 wrestler, maybe it's still too early in his career. We have to wait and see. Hey, hey j- just for perspective, man, I got like Lord Littlebrook. And um, like, uh, who, who's the the other midget I had in my top hundred? Um, God, is a maybe a Haiti kid in there. So he, he might sneak into my top hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get down to ninety five, ninety six, I'll take it too seriously, you know. But uh, Ty- Tyler, um, obviously, he didn't make the list last time. Um, uh, anything else you want to add on Andrade before you move on to another guy tied to Andrade? Uh, the only thing I would really say is um, that I can't dismiss Andrade just because of that Gargano match at TakeOver Philly, which I had right. in my top five WWE matches when we did that for Place to Be Nation. Um, but the problem is there's just not much supporting material to add meat to the bone of that case. Um, so he did have a few bright spots. Uh, it, the Rey Mysterio feud has already been mentioned, so you know that would would get further his case a little bit. So I, I can't imagine he would make a top one, my top 100 list. But uh, you know, well, but those matches would get some consideration anyway. Well, if I'm going to add Larry Zabisco just for the promos <laughs> and the um, Bruno feud, I think I can add Andrade for having like a really good series with Mysterio plus the Gargano match. So I'm okay with that. I'll, I'll throw him in at like 98 or something. You know, the Drew McIntyre match was pretty good as well. The title change. It was, I think, when he lost the title to Drew in one of the NXT takeovers, that was a pretty good match. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll I'll go back and rewatch that someday. Yeah, it was like a physic, a really physical match. Well, speaking of great matches that Andrade has had, he had a series with Pac um, in oh, AEW wow. that that really brought Andrade to the forefront, right? Like because before he had that that the, that series with Pac, people were like, "Oh, did Andrade miss a step? Uh, this guy isn't as good as." should be blah 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 because i guess him and matt Sydal didn't click as well as people expected and then him and Pac just tore it up and then ever since then i think he's, he's been doing great um but let's talk about Pac, uh the former neville in wwe okay and neville's another one of those guys does well in nxt main roster main eventer for you know, what What was it, 205 Live or main event, you know, and it just, you know, a lot of potential there. I think it's undoubtable. 
or, or undeniable, excuse me, that he's been used better or been treated more importantly in AEW than WWE. But what do you see a case for him in the top 100, Hassan, uh, for Neville? Man, Neville, I think, like right now, maybe he's top three, top two best ring performer here and Brian Danielson. I think okay, he's I won't argue the, with that. Like, he's one of the best guys when it comes to having the modern style of wrestling. Like, he's the best representative of that. Like, he's not so over the top. And, like, no, he's pretty awesome. Like, he has the total package. You know, he can do all these crazy high-flying moves, but he wouldn't just do them out of the sake of it. Like, he would tell the but, story in the yeah. ring. He, he, he picks his spots to do his high spots. A great yeah. pacing as well. A great look and physique. For him, I think what where he really shined in AEW more than WWE, like his character came through more as the intense, angry man. He, he kind right. of did it in his later days in WWE. But, and by the way... But he was like, watching... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. A great NXT title run, almost a one year of a title run. Great matches with Sami Zayn, probably the best NXT match of all time with Sami. Great match. Like you, you can have uh, having him in the top hundred. Maybe he has a case of building the NXT brand, uh, building the foundation. So yeah. Maybe, maybe I think if Andrade has a spot, Neville, Neville, he should have a shot as well. I'm not sure about All you right. guys. That, that's, a, that's a fair argument, man. Definitely. Uh, what, what about you, Esteban? I agree with, with, with Hassan in that one key thing with Pac or Neville's um, uh, resume for, for potentially making a list is that he was basically a very important uh, part of when NXT was put on the network and it started building the whole takeover of, of, of building that whole takeover era of NXT when they started doing the takeovers. Uh, the, he may have invented the first one. Uh, I mean, the, the arrival with All it. Right. So he, he and the, the thing is, that is such an important thing in establishing. He was such an important part of that initial establishment of, of the NXT takeover era. And as, as I mentioned, that match against Sami Zayn was was tremendous. The, the the thing that kind of frustrates me a little bit is that he, when he originally goes to the main roster, he actually was in a pretty good spot. He, I mean, he he was he was uh, he he became involved in that whole Stardust Stephen Amell thing at SummerSlam that they that's had. Right. So, yeah. so that's that's actually a very high visibility spot for somebody who's moved up to the main roster his look as has been said as it was pretty unique he had all the makings of maybe being that mighty mouse gimmick that vince supposed vince mcmahon supposedly wants to do that 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 smaller guy who who he credibly looked like he could be that for example but right. here's a case where an, an an unfortunate injury can derail you uh, and and in this case, he got injured before he was supposed to be part of the WrestleMania 32 Intercontinental Title Ladder Match, the one that Zack Ryder ended up winning. 
In fact, Zack oh, Ryder was man, the substitute for him. Yeah, Zack Ryder, I think, was the substitute for him in the match. Uh, if I'm not, if I'm not incorrect, and supposedly it was supposed to be Neville who was going to win the Intercontinental Title originally before he got injured. And oh wow! Supposedly, I'm not sure. I may be wrong on that. I know I read that somewhere that supposedly he was the one that was originally planned on winning it. Uh, but whether true or not, that injury right there kind of totally derails him because when he comes back. The, the the most he does afterwards is basically on the purgatory of 205 Live. And while he's the champion, he's carrying that brand, he's having good or great matches. The thing is, nowadays, having to good or great, ma- great matches, it's it, there are a lot of people that can do good or great matches nowadays. And you need something more besides that to really, really, really make your case. So if he makes if, – if he's list worthy, it would be towards the bottom end. And I think it would be greatly on 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 the on what on what Hassan mentioned, the him him helping to build the NXT Takeover era basically because he was such an important he was the champion when that started and during that initial phase as well of NXT on the network. And no, no, no offense for Bo, Bo Dallas, right? Right. right. Oh God, Dallas! <laughs> what a horrible WrestleMania. To have to sit through that, uh, we when I when I went to that Dallas WrestleMania, man, we we left midway through the main event. We were like, "This is horrible." No, I mean, well, Bo Dallas, I think uh, Neville won the title from the. Oh, yeah, Bo yeah, Dallas. He yeah. Bo. <laughs> yeah, he won it from Bo. Dallas, yeah. and I was like, "No, no, that he, WrestleMania sucks." Yeah, he, he had won like it this Bo. terrible title run, and finally Neville saved us when he won the first takeover. That's right. Okay, because so okay, that makes sense. Yeah, that wasn't a bad match though, and yeah, that was not a bad match with Bo Dallas is a hell of an accomplishment. So, yeah. props to Neville. <laughs> Anything else you want to add about uh, Neville? Did he even make the list? Because I guess he was eligible last time, right? I mean, did he even make the list, Tyler? He he finished number one fifty-seven overall last time. So. All right, so he he might crack the top hundred this time. He, you know, he could, and I agree with all the points that. Uh, that Esteban and Hassan have made. I think I just love Puck or Neville. He's the guy that I'll often kind of go down a, a YouTube rabbit hole. If I start watching matches, it'll kind of go on for a while. So obviously the Sami Zayn match that has been mentioned. And I can almost convince myself that this, the start of NXT, that, you know, being one of the forefathers, founding fathers of NXT might be enough I'm sure if I did dig into 205 Live, I'd find some very good matches. Uh, again, I don't know how significant they are. I don't know how many people were watching, and I don't know if that's enough to get him on my top 100. But well, uh, I'm sure well, those I'm matches are there. Midgets off my list, but I can always add another midget to it, so that's okay. Well, wasn't didn't Vince want to make him an elf at one point? Or I, mean, I don't know yeah. if that was a legit rumor or not, but uh, I, I, I didn't I, doubt it much. So. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Um, so since we're talking about guys who really made a mark in NXT, um, I want to talk about a tag team. And the reason we're going to we're going to talk about them as a tag team is because I don't think they've ever had any singles matches that have stood out. You know, I think they're tag team specialists and it's the current FTR and their FTR now. But they used to be known as what was their name? I forgot. The revival. The revival. The revival. I should have known that, man. 
and you can tell I, I formerly the revival, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I just, you know, look, this isn't a professional outfit here, guys. I think y'all know that. So for, forgive me for not doing my research. But let's look at the revival. Look, they've had great matches in AEW. They've had great matches in WWE. Some of the best tag matches WWE has ever produced. But it's, you know, again, you're looking at guys who made their mark in NXT, had all these high expectations on the main roster, and then kind of fizzled out. Uh, what do you say, Esteban? They're the tag team version of Neville, basically. <laughs> 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 because I, their, their high point is their NXT run with these those phenomenal matches they had. Uh against both uh against DIY against uh it was against American Alpha as well that they had the uh the that that series of matches that also just that was just phenomenal and once they get to the main roster badly timed injuries badly timed injuries first dash then Dawson or whichever I don't remember if it was dash and Dawson or Dawson and dash that got injured in that order which basically halted any momentum and that with the disdain that usually WWE has with uh, about tag team wrestling, why, why pay for guys when you can pay two for one match? Um, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, if you're going to base it on anything, there's nothing really memorable about their main roster run. So outside of, you know, shaving their, (laughs) shaving their back hair. (laughs) <laughs> and that's memorable for all the wrong reasons. Um, so, God, that, so, I so, forgot it, about that. Man. Did they get so, a manscaped deal out of that? I don't know. They should have. They probably should have. <laughs> oh, but, God. but it, it's a, it's a bit like we talked about with Andrade and with and with Neville in a sense. I mean, their high point. Uh, Andrade has a bit more meat on the bone due to the Rey Mysterio stuff, but Neville and 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 the revival are very similar in that regard. I mean, high point is their NXT run, and then unfortunate injury, one timed injury once they get in the main roster, and then it's they're there, they're producing when they're there when they're allowed to, but nothing really memorable or that's going to stand out from from the good to great uh, work that you tend to see nowadays across the board. Oh. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. Hassan, what do you think? Yep. Uh, let me raise a question. Is the Revival top five WWF tag team of all time? I don't think so, to be honest, right? Not hmm. maybe top ten uh, as well. I, don't I think it's close, man. I mean, if you're talking about in terms of ring work, you can make the argument. If you're talking about in terms of accomplishments, no. No. Right. Well, it depends. They're they're triple crown tag champions. They won the yep. Raw SmackDown NXT tag titles. Yes, fair. This is this is a fair point. But as you say, it is button like no memorable run in main roster. Great matches, especially with uh, was it uh, Ch- Chad Gable and American Alpha, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And they had that uh, the Toronto match with Gargano and Champa, pretty popular as well. But interestingly, right. like we always, when these guys have this great run in NXT, and when they go to the main roster, and we blame the booking, and we blame 
and we blame the guys in charge, right? But yeah, maybe, rightfully so. Rightfully so, but maybe like some wrestler, wherever they go, they need to get over. Let's look at Samoa Joe, right? He was like he was big in NXT, and when he still went to the main roster, he still was able to get himself over. That's that's for okay. me a bonus point. Like even like I think a great wrestler would would be huge wherever he goes. But yeah, maybe top hundred. I think there is a case for them, especially for like they came into an era where maybe they they felt authentic to tag team wrestling. Some people yes. really, really miss such a style and. They gravitate towards them. This that was a plus, and they were pretty smart. Like they went old school. They won over some of the old school fans with the pretty very good res, uh, wrestling as well. So yeah, why not? <laughs> Tyler, um, I, I'm guessing they didn't make the list last time. So Dawson finished at number 156, and Dash finished at number 162 on the overall list. Now, I did okay. have both of these on my list that I turned in. I had Dawson at 88 and Dash at 89, and that there's no rhyme or reason to that order. Um, they made it on the strength of their NXT work, which is, you know, we've, this has already become a theme for what we've talked about. Because at the time, I would consider they had the two best non-gimmick tag matches. So if you throw out all the TLCs, because I don't, that's too hard for me to compare that type of match with a, a tag team match. I thought they had the two best in company history at that time with the DIY matches and the matches with American Alpha were great supplemental ones. I'm not sure that they'll make it this go round um, for a couple of reasons. Number one, I think that uh, that's it's less clear that they had the some of the all time great matches. I think that the Undisputed Era and Mustache Mountain matches are kind of equal to the DIY and revival really? ones. Mustache Mountain, that was the name of a tag team? Yeah, they're um, in the UK. So it's Tyler Bate and Trent Seven, I believe. R- really? Mustache Mountain? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, you I should never, check out those matches, though. Those are, those are great matches. I'll check out the matches, but what a stupid name. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Uh, another thing that I, they... Uh, the last voting was kind of at a time when they, I believe they'd just gone up to the main roster. So there were a few candidates where I thought, well, they've done, they've been great, but I think they're going to, I think they've got a really bright future. Uh, and that turned out to not be the case with, uh, well, with a few of them. So with the revival for sure, and uh, maybe some others that we'll talk about tonight. So uh, some right. of that. Well. Potential was not realized, uh, which may also be a theme, and maybe that's why we're talking about guys that are currently in AEW. So, yeah, and, right. And well, well, I'm enjoying the hell out of them in, in AEW. So, um, what, I'm glad they went to AEW. I, I what, cannot be happier. Will, one more thing also that might influence uh, the revival's position here is I think last time the vote. This that was the first time that the the voting was being done. There was no indication that there would be a separate tag team list that eventually was done. So maybe that influenced trying to get certain tag more tag team specialists uh, on the on the list compared to maybe That's now, where yeah. where where that might influence. Well, 
they're better as a tag team, not as individual wrestlers. And that's always a challenge when you're when you're trying to do an all-time wrestler list of any sort, and you have to figure in some people who whose specialty or bulk is tag team wrestling, and and you have to kind of separate. Well, how do you put an individual whose forte is tag team on a list? Well, I think the easy way to do that, it's harder for a team like FDR where there aren't a lot of singles matches. Right. But I think it's easier when you have like Rock and Roll Express where Ricky Morton can still go 45 or 60 with Flair. Right, right. You know, or you have Bobby Eaton who can have a nice little um, uh, singles run or Dustin Rhodes who can make every tag team he's in great and then still have great singles matches. So that, that's kind of how you distinguish who's who on those type of lists. At least that's how I think about them. Like in each tech team, there is a person who stand out like in the heart foundation, you have Bret Hart or Shawn Michael and the rockers. But I think you cannot figure out who's the better wrestler between Dash and Dex, right? You can make it. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Yeah. Yeah, which is which is pretty awesome, which is pretty awesome for them. No, I agree. Well, well, guys, that, that ends our NXT to WWE main roster portion of today's show. Okay. And we're going to pivot here. And um, the next wrestler, um, I want to bring up only because he's no longer with us, and that's Brody Lee. Okay. And I think all of you agree that the way AEW handled this tribute show was, was excellent. Um, just a, a great way to, to, to show respects to a, a fallen wrestler. Um, but in WWE, he was Luke Harper. Okay. And he was part of the Wyatt family. And then when the Wyatt family broke up, he he tried to break out and injuries derailed his career. Also, um, Esteban, I had Luke Harper on my list last time, and I don't think that's going to change, but we saw in, in AEW, like when AEW was pushing him. As the leader of the Dark Order, one, he was showing personality. Okay. When when you give him the chance, he had the personality. And they didn't allow him to do that in WWE. But also, man, like he had great matches. I mean, you know, the I or at least at the very least, the the great match with Cody, the 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 chain match. And I just kind of wish they would have given him more chances for a singles run because when he did do singles matches, knocked it out of the park. When he was in the tag team with Rowan, who I don't think would make anybody's list, they had great tag matches. Um, you know, obviously the great six-man tags. Um, what about Luke Harper's run in WWE, man? It, again, to me, it's like so much potential that they didn't capitalize on. Yeah, this this is where this it, it's a bit tricky. Uh, when you when you start doing this list and and they have had runs in different places because you could look at Luke Harper's run in WWE versus other people in WWE and try to place it from there, but there is that effect of seeing even though it was short, you uh, of seeing how how he was presented, how effective he was in a different role in a different way of being presented than he was as Luke Harper. In WWE, and in a way that kind of can affect how you end up viewing what they what he did in WWE. It's it's if 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 anybody for those that listened to the first episode of For Your Consideration that just and if you haven't, please go go back and do so. Um, hey, thanks for keeping up. 
show. That's the bot I appreciate. <laughs> Um, there's the, uh, the, the conversation you guys had about Rey Mysterio on that show where you were making your case and, uh, a, a comment said that both JT and Scott said were along the lines of, I can recognize all that, but I just felt he was better in WCW and that affects how they would place him because we know he can do better or he's done better work. And absolutely. There, there are times in the case of Luke Harper, I mean, he was a integral part of the Wyatt family in terms of of working in terms of his uh of his charisma worker by far the best worker yeah by far the best worker and 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 again a case of where he's not given a lot to say but the charisma the charisma the physical charisma the facial expressions he could communicate so well what who 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 his character Luke Harper was in the ring and the few times, as you mentioned, the few times he was allowed to. I mean, I, I there's two things I think about with Luke Harper. One, once they broke off the Wyatt family, if he would have been better served changing his look a bit and not really staying in the whole wife beater attire look that he had when he was with the Wyatt family, that might have helped a bit. Uh, and and to probably help him give him more of a of a of of. of of something different to, to at least showcase what, what he was capable of. And the other thing is, and I don't know if it's crazy or not. Sometimes I actually think he might've been, he might've been the better guy to be the guy in charge of the Wyatt family. That's a great point that I've never heard brought up before. Somebody might've said it, but you're the first person I've heard say it. So I've thought about it. I've thought about it. Honestly, I, I, I would like to live or watch a bit of that alternate universe where the guy in charge of the Wyatt family is him. And he's the one that gets the, the focus of it. Where he gets the focus, the promos, and the great matches that, you know, Bray Wyatt was never able to produce. Now, so, oh my God. He should be on yeah. the list. He should absolutely be on the list. Where? Well, that, 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 that's a good question. But his part of the Wyatt, of being an integral part of the Wyatt family, uh, that sh- when he was allowed to, he had a very short intercontinental title reign. He yeah. that part where he could have they could have had done something with him when they when they had the whole Randy Orton Bray Wyatt and him triangle you know in the new Wyatt family were not necessarily WWE champion obviously in that because he wasn't being pushed at that level but they could have done so much more with him Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt that whole dynamic where there was you know where he was on the outs they they could have just integrated and used him so much more at that moment in time. I agree, but whenever you say uh, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton in the same sentence, I start to cringe, and uh, <laughs> I don't want to think about that. But uh, Hassan, <laughs> uh, anything else you want to add to, to the Luke Harper legacy here? Yeah, absolutely. I think, as you guys say, said, great Nick performer, great look and presentation. Like, we cannot... We cannot sleep over. I think he was involved in the best six men in the company history. That uh, that match with the Shield, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Elimination yeah, Chamber. Set. Right, Elimination Chamber, absolutely. And as you said, he had a great pay-per-view match with Randy Orton. That was like a showcase that he really can make it in the as a top star. And I'm not sure if you guys remember, but 
his last match it was on WrestleMania Access against uh, Donovan Dijak. And he was hyping this match. Please watch this match. Watch this match. And it absolutely was amazing. I think it's worth like it was a great way to go out. Oh, and I like Dijak too, man. He's he's really good. So yeah, um, it. yeah, man. I you know, I think he belongs on the list too. Tyler, where did he finish on the list? He finished at number one sixty seven overall last time. So are you serious? I know he was in my top hundred last time, so um, yeah, I mean, I think that it was probably a I'm sorry, it's probably that short, just a short run. I mean, I think he was recognized as the workhorse of the the Wyatt family. And uh, the only thing I'd add to the things that have been says he had a during that intercontinental title run, it was mentioned he did have a really strong ladder match against Ziggler too. So yeah. Okay. All right, good. And uh let, let's go to another guy who had had a pretty um uh memorable wwe run and he is now also under a new name miro okay formerly known as rusev and guys rusev was like one of my favorite wrestlers i loved his sheamus matches i loved his match with cena wrestlemania um here's a guy who proved he could get over here's a guy who we've seen like character work he could do the character work um, when he's been featured in AEW, I've loved what he's done in AEW. Um, I'm so glad he was in AEW because I don't really watch WWE anymore. And Rusev was one of those guys I was emotionally invested in. So now that he's in AEW, at least I can be mad they're not using him more, <laughs> you know, on a, in a company I actually watch. So, um, Hassan, uh, what do you think of Rusev's career, man? I, I mean, I thought he he's another guy who had all the tools, should have done a lot more. Yeah, I think it's fair to say he didn't reach his full potential. I don't want to, well, I know you, like you are big on him, but I can't think of a classic Rose, a Rose match. Or I mean, a Rose classic match, what? A classic match of him, like this memorable match. Yeah, the, the scene of Oh, the Seamus, the Seamus match was. To me, it was classic when he won the belt. I I thought it was one of the best TV matches I'd ever seen. That's just me, though. Yeah, I I think I need to rewatch it. Yep, I th- like when we really the, the real Rusev, like when he when he went like in this great run with the TNT title, right? They they right. debut they debuted him like I don't think that was a smart debut. We're tagging with the. Kipsabian. Uh, yeah, Kips that I think that was underwhelming. And WWE, uh, I don't feel like he reached to the full potential, like the John Cena match, yeah, but at the end, I think that was a turning point in Rusev. Like after after losing this WrestleMania match, he kind of faded faded away. Nothing uh, stood out after this. Uh, what, do, you, do you agree with that, Esteban, that nothing stood out after that? Um, I'm, I'm just curious because it, I'm thinking of Rusev Day. Like, okay, take out the in-ring performance. Just a guy not being pushed getting over on just Rusev Day. Uh, I'll be honest. Rusev, the, the, talking about Rusev makes me slightly angry. 
and and when I say oh, and slightly oh, and I say slightly angry because talk about somebody who should have who had who has all the tools to be a top player and they just squandered what and we just squandered that I mean I, I I'm a Rusa, I, I'm a Rusa fanboy I'm a Mito fanboy in case you haven't noticed I mean that I first year that whole first year once he first that appearance in the Royal Rumble where you know they, they this mysterious um guy shows up and takes four guys to eliminate him so that's that's your first introduction to him on the main roster that whole first year once he debuts with Lana all the way up to the WrestleMania when he faces John Cena that entire year is a master class on how to build a wrestler up the way they would month to month he would just dispatch different challengers and building and building he ends up winning the United States title he ends up defeating John Cena in February before WrestleMania before they had their rematch that whole first year a masterclass of how to build someone up and i do agree with Hassan the whole thing went off the rails for Rusev during right after the John Cena feud particularly because he got beat 3 months in a row by John Cena i mean if he yep. So that, that 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 ends up at not only rematches, specialty matches. He loses a Russian chain match. He loses the, yep. the equipment match because Lana throws in the towel. From there, the whole petty backstage stuff be when they split him up and have him go with Summer Rae, Lana with Dolph Ziggler. They they end up getting engaged in real life, that leaks and the whole political kerfuffle that goes on there that that does end up affecting how how they're presenting him, which although they were already he was already on the downswing after after the Cena feud by with, with what they were giving him. But although you may not say he has top level standout matches in the terms of of uh, how you view it, rain scale, character wise, personality wise, there are so many things. Rusev Day, which you've already mentioned, and he got over by sheer force of charisma and will. Handsome Rusev when he was wearing the face mask after he got injured. The whole thing where he where 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 he stole the when he was part of the League of Nations. Probably the best part of League of Nations. I mean, Sheamus is a, a pretty strong worker, but at that point, everybody was like, of him being involved in the in the title picture. But he's t- stealing the TV monitor, declaring himself TV champion on social media because he stole the TV monitor. Um, the the run uh, again, somebody who should have gotten a lot more has. I mean, his selling in the ring is so credible. You know, where he sells enough that you can that you're that you that that you're made, that he's being vulnerable, but not enough where you can't take him seriously. The subtle selling he does. The, again, charisma. The man has charisma by the bucket load, and uh, he's someone who, again, I don't know. He got injured in 2018, and sometimes I wonder. Man, he should have been the one that got Jinder Mahal's run into in, in the back then as WWE champion. But, I, I wouldn't argue with that, man. Man, I, mean, I just so much such I mean, if I were to tick off what I'm looking for if I were building a company and a wrestler, you know, what all the things uncle, he checks off so many boxes of somebody that should be a high impact, high profile player for you. And it's frustrating. And, and you know, you know, what's crazy is that when they were punishing him by having Lana divorce him on TV and go with Bobby Lashley, those segments were still some of the highest rated segments <laughs> WWE did with Bobby Lashley and Rusev. He made you know? it work. 
and he, ma- he makes it work. I mean, it's just I'm gonna add a tw- I'm gonna make him twenty places higher on my list just for your argument. There, Esteban, thank Don't you. Where did he place, Tyler? Yeah. He placed number one eleven on the overall list. So whatever, man, he's going to be number twenty three on my list. <laughs> okay, so I he made my list at number ninety eight, and that was probably due to a lot of your promotion of him, Will, uh, and the fact that he rode a tank to the ring at WrestleMania, which is is going to get points. Uh, yeah. But, and, okay, and I that's, do think that's yeah. eighteen. I forgot about the tank. All right, five and, more places. <laughs> And I think uh, he was and continues to be a very good worker. Uh, and I think he was another guy that I ranked a little bit on terms of future potential as well. So I don't know if he can hold at 98 because I think there's some other people that have will raise up the list. And I don't think he Nobody. added as much as, to his case as I would have liked in the last five years. Uh, the one just outlined it. I'm sorry. I'm well, just... well, I think you are connected to Rusev because he reminds you of Mark Henry. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Yeah, that's he's, a good the, he's point. the Mark Henry. Yeah. <laughs> just Whatever, remember, the list... back to when... back just for that comment, Hassan. Remember the deadline for the list, it falls on Rusev Day, so you better vote for him. You better <laughs> there put you him go. Nice. <laughs> All right. Let, let's talk to another guy. Or talk to another guy. He's not on the on there. Um, let's talk about another guy who is kind of in the same mold. Had a big run in WWE under the name Dean Ambrose, and now he's a world champion um, for AEW. He's in pay per view main events. Um, he's really broken out in my eyes as a singles guy, whereas in WWE I always looked at him as better in a tag team or as part of the shield faction that's john moxley and and so hassan to me this is a little bit tricky because you know we talk about the shield it was a great faction but then we also talked dallas and i was there when brock lesnar destroyed him in dallas in a bad (laughs) match and but hassan you and i were at hell in the cell 2018 when he and um rollins who who i don't even think would make my list had that Great tag team uh, match with uh, Ziggler and Drew, right? Yep, yep. Uh, yeah. And so to say, it's like, oh, go. Right. Like the Shield run, the Shield just absolutely amazing stable. Probably the greatest WWE, WWF stable of all, t- of all time. But when really? You tell, like, it's who do you have for... Definitely, I think they are better than DX, at least, right? Okay. Yeah. Will's, a big, Will's a big Triple H fan, so he loves Evolution. Will loves Evolution and Triple H, I, I believe, is where he'd have number one, right, Will? Dude, I'm going to punch you in the nuts. Don't ever say that again. <laughs> Two-man power trip for life. Yeah. Oh, God. But, okay, but, Don, you made your point. There's been a lot of bad factions. Um, the Actually, the... Uh, uh, hold on, side side note here, Esteban. Uh, the Bariquas actually had a lot of great wrestlers in that faction. <laughs> <laughs> Just used horribly. Anyway, it's, back it's to the presentation. All right, but when talk, you talk go about Ambrose, yeah. But as as and when he was in the Shield, like everybody, like was guessing Ambrose as the guy out of Reigns and uh, Rollins. He's the most charismatic guy. But for me, to be honest, when he turned 
single like zero emotional connection. Like uh, maybe I didn't get his character. He's trying to be stone cold, uh, this outlaw or terrifying. But no, I don't. He didn't connect with me at all. In the ring, uh, in the ring, I'm I'm not a big fan. You have this Chris, you have that Chris Jericho feud. This is like a, a black a black hole in in the list. I don't know to be honest. A great a great run with the Shield. Like he puts him over. Like even if if he, I think if he didn't turn single, that would have worked better for him. For me, at least. But as a single, I'm sorry. He doesn't. He doesn't connect with me at all. Um, I'll agree with you for Dean Ambrose. I disagree with you for John Moxley because I think uh, Moxley's singles run in New Japan okay. and in AEW has just been so refreshing. What'd you say, Hassan? I missed that. Yeah, I agree. Definitely, the AEW run is much, much better. Right. Okay. Um, Esteban, what, what's your view on Dean Ambrose? It's similar along the lines of, of what Hassan was saying uh, to a degree. Uh, definitely his his run as John Moxley just completely over, you know, lays to bare light that his run as Dean Ambrose was not, you know, could have been better uh, in the way it, right. it, it, it he, he was presented. It's interesting, and, 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 and it's a point Hassan touched on. When the shield was together and they were about to break and they broke him up, everybody, you know, Ambrose was the guy that you thought would be, you know, the, the guy that you thought would get lost in the shuffle that time would have been Seth Rollins initially when they when when you were thinking they were going to break them up. Why? Because Why Ambrose miscast, honestly. Yeah, well, I mean, he's yeah. he's he was presented as a heel, but he still did his babyface style offense basically. So there, you got to have you have that disconnect. He's not the world's best talker, at least back then. He may have gotten a bit better, but still he can be cringe at, at certain times. But going yeah. back to going back to Dean, he was the U.S. champion uh, when they were when they were together. He was the one that would do singles more than the other ones because he was the U.S. champion while Roman and Seth were the tag champions. So right. he was positioned as more of the mouthpiece, more of the leader in that regard. Once they go, once they all go their ways, he gets sacrificed in in a way to to make Seth. Uh, he he gets his head put through a cinder block. He ends up losing the feud to Rollins. Goes into that feud with Bray Wyatt where he ends up losing because he couldn't stop to admire himself on a TV monitor that he pulled from out of the ring and then got electrocuted by it when he tried to hit uh, Bray with it. He goes, he does with, yeah, you remember that now, right? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> um, he ends up, he has, you know, he has an intercontinental title run. He has uh, a feud with Kevin Owens, but the thing is that all of these feuds he has, he doesn't really win them. Honestly, he, he he just he loses against Seth, he loses against Bray. He does defeat Kevin Owens for the Intercon title, but ends up losing the title uh, eventually. Has that mess of a match with Brock. Has uh, I mean his best his best high points after the Shield breakup, I would say are the when he cashed in the Money in the Bank on Seth to win the title, which is a bit poetic when you think of how how Seth won it. The uh, the his run when they reunited with Seth as a tag team, of which you mentioned that you guys saw one of the tag matches they had during that run. When they eventually reunited the Shield and uh, 
and and they had the uh, the that the that that little run before he got injured where they did uh, the Shield versus the Alliance to end Shield Mania basically, <laughs> and they had a sub and Kurt Angle for for Roman because of uh, of. Oh. Uh, <laughs> That that was you know that run was pretty fun until he got injured, and then when he came back at that for that last run, I think the most compelling and interesting he could have been was when Roman got had to got sick and left uh, to to deal with uh, with his treatment. When he turned on Seth, that could have been a great run right there. But they immediately then just made him a caricature with the whole uh, having to be fascinated against whatever Seth, the C Seth had and all and, and, all, and so forth. I mean, so much. Uh, he's someone that definitely makes the list on, on, on the strength of the shield and some of the other highlights he has. But something that could have. But out of the three career WWE careers of the shield members, he would be the third. He would rank third out of them. Well, I, I hate Seth Rollins so much as a wrestler. He, he would be my second. But anyway, that's just me. What about you, Tyler? Where did he end up last time? And uh, any final thoughts before we move on to the next uh, wrestler? Yeah, he finished number 73 on the overall list. Uh, he was last. number 77 on my list. Um, and that was last. on the strength of the Shield run, all their six mans. And then also the... His tag work with Rollins that was mentioned. Um, they well, you, you guys mentioned the Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler match they had at Hell in a Cell. I think they had another one on TV, and those were both really great. Um, they also had some great matches against the Bar in 2017, I think, at SummerSlam and No Mercy that I really enjoyed. Uh, like everyone else has said, I'm not a huge fan awesome. of his singles work. Uh, I thought he could be goofy that rebound clothesline. I never liked much, but. There were times he was oh, he was pretty over. I remember that uh, it seemed like people were really interested in him winning the title from Triple H at uh, at Roadblock. They were hoping he'd win it before the Mania match with Triple H and and Reigns. Um, seemed like the fans were a lot more behind Ambrose at the time. But I and I also agree that his work as John Moxley, like I was borderline amazed when i saw the difference between the john moxley character and the the late dean ambrose character the later dean ambrose character it was it was like night and day to me i agree all right well just one like like, speaking of uh, dean ambrose it made me like think about do you think there is a guy who won the world title who didn't make the list is it possible um yeah jinder mahal exactly what i was thinking <laughs> or the great kali as well <laughs> oh yeah. that, i guess that that's another one too yeah. kali yeah. might sneak in at my hundred this time around just <laughs> i don't know stand, anyway. stand the man stasiak or oh uh, there you go what was uh there was was another kane kane sucks okay yeah, Kane made the list last time. I'm sure he did. Trash. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's move on. Let's move on. Th- th- think about that, Tyler, while we talk. Now, look, I'm going to lump the next two guys in as as one because they've had a long, fabled WWE career. Okay, and I just kind of want to mention them more as um, 
potential. Like I don't want to go into the careers of these two wrestlers only because we could spend a whole show just talking about these two wrestlers. And I'm talking about Christian and Matt Hardy. Okay. Um, because Christian appeared in the Royal Rumble before he joined AEW, right? Matt Hardy and Jeff Hardy were both in WWE and then Matt Hardy left and then um, tried to reinvent his um, broken character. But but they're in different places in their careers. Um, what I really want to do is like compare the two. If you were to look at Christian's run in WWE and Mark, Matt Hardy's run in WWE, um, Esteban, where would you place them? Or which one would you have higher on the list there? Because, I mean, clearly two, two huge tag teams um, revived that tag team division along with the Dudley Boys um, at that time. Uh, Christian had the brief, what was it, one-day world title run. Matt Hardy never sniffed the world title, but Matt Hardy had some great character work. Um, Matt Hardy had the great feud with edge. Christian had great feuds with like Randy Orton and the great matches with uh, Del Rio. And Christian was always a workhorse. Um, how would you, how would you uh, rank these guys? Which guy would be higher on your list? You don't even have to give a number, just kind of who, who would rank higher in their WWE run for you? For me, Christian would rank higher. All right. Christian why would is rank that? Higher. Uh, he has on uh, singles wise, he has the better, better work, uh, resume than, than Matt character wise. They both have great character moments and you could even give Matt the edge because of the, you know, version, version, uh, Matt Hardy version 1.0 or 2.0. Do you have, uh, the broken stuff, which you can, uh, or woke as he was called the, he, he can vary, but it was, you know, different. The, the character work, even though he was, you know, at little, little more physically challenged in terms of what he was able to do as, you know, as agent injuries start creeping up on you and it creeps up on, on all of us. <laughs> but uh, honestly, if I had to rank them, I'd give Christian the edge. Uh, uh, I would rank them higher. They would both make my list. They would, if I, uh, they would both make my list. Oh, they absolutely. Both deservedly so would make my list. I mean, flashing back to, the previous run of for your consideration we did five years ago i think there was one episode that that you and i were on uh that that, that you had me on where we discussed about the tag teams and and something that 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 was mentioned earlier when we were talking about the revival about who would be the top tag teams and that brief site discussion we had it kind of, we kind of realized that yeah there is a there is a lack of of top flight tag teams and i think at that time it was the heart. We were between the Hardys, New Day, and the Usos as potentially the top tag team at that time. And obviously, five years since, the answer will, will probably be different mm. than what we came up then because two of those teams have definitely been more active and have added to their resumes. But I mean, when you think about it, you could make the argument that both Matt Hardy and Edge and Christian are part of the uh, uh, top five tag teams of all time in the WWE. You could make the argument more so for the Hardys and Edge and Christian yeah. because of the time they spent together. But work-wise, I'd give the edge to Christian of the two. Okay, and now Hassan. Um, we've seen both these guys in AEW, right? right, in the last couple of years, whatever. How do you think AEW's managed their runs? I mean, because Matt Hardy came in with a lot of fanfare. Problem was, it was during a pandemic. Christian came in during a pandemic. And so when Matt Hardy was you know, doing the stadium stampede and his little magic tricks or whatever, no, no. 
nobody was in the audience. Then Christians had had some really good to great matches, you know, in his run back. Um, In fact, I saw these two wrestle each other in San Antonio. It was like when crowds first came back. And I was really shocked at the lack of reaction either guy got coming out. I was shocked. But then by the end of the match, people were, were jumping out of their chairs because these are two pros. They're two vets that know how to win over a crowd. And that's what they did that night in San Antonio. So well, where, how do you think AEW is handled? I, I, I think it's a no-brainer to say that um, WWE is, is where these guys are, are going to make, make their mark. It's, you know, AEW, they're, they're, that's not their place. But, but how do you think that AEW has handled them so far? I think like the real value and AEW have like was really smart. Like they managed them as the mentors to other like Christian. Now he's mentoring uh, Jungle Boy and Jurassic. Uh, Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus, right? And then you <laughs> had Matt and you had Matt Hardy mentoring Private Party. So I think this is a pretty intelligent role for them for christian it feels like he came one year late to aw because when when he came to aw there was there are a lot of other debuts with him with with cm punk and daniel bryan so he kind of uh, was lost in the shuffle and he came like what if he came without him making his royal rumble comeback he made his comeback to AEW without going to that one match in Royal Rumble. I think he would right. uh, be bigger, but this is this is a pretty good role uh, for them being mentoring, uh, mentoring others. But I think Christian, he seems in pretty good shape more than Mad Hardy right now, at least in the ring. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah, and it will be interesting when Jeff Hardy comes to AEW. I think that will be another twist for Matt Hardy. And when for Matt, it's interesting and I like it like he didn't rely on his gimmick, the delete gimmick. Uh, oh, thank changed, God. It's horrible. Right. And he changed it to the rich or uh, the rich businessman, which is, and he did it uh, pretty well. Right. I, I, I don't disagree with anything you said. Um, I'm still waiting for uh, Christian and Jungle Boy to go at it and like a Mr. Wrestling 2 Magnum TA storyline. You know, oh, I'm just waiting, you know, just patiently waiting for that to happen. But right. um, Tyler, where, where did they finish in the last poll? So Christian finished number 34 on the overall list last OK, time. so a lot of people respect his work. Yeah. yeah. He was number 31 on my list. I love Christian. Uh, Matt Hardy was finished number 44 overall last time. He was my number 52. Uh, I, I like Matt Hardy, so you know I think it's in the same range. But he was about 10 spots lower than Christian. So I think okay. that, that kind of tracks, I think. Okay, that, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm not even going to argue that. Probably wouldn't be that high on my list, but my list is weird, so whatever. Um, and I think we'll okay. be like such guys, like let's say for Christian and Matt Hardy would benefit. Let's say like all those wrestlers before them that we just talk about, 
like the, they came in and between 2015 and right now, we don't have that emotional connection, some kind of we lost interest. So they right. would suffer from our overall energy for that period where Christian, Matt Hardy, or when you have guys from the 80s and 90s, when we were really into the product, that would benefit their overall, uh, I think, ranking in the list for sure. Sure. No, I, I agree. I agree with you on that. Yeah, that's a great point. But, but I, I will say this for, for Matt Hardy. Him and Jeff Hardy had one of the biggest WrestleMania pops I'd ever heard when, when they entered that 2017 WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. Insane. Yeah, that, that, was, insane that was an amazing moment. But um, anyway, Even let's, that let's run was good, oh. too. That, that run what? was good. They had some good matches with the bar after that, and I, they were better in-ring than I expected them to be that late in their career. Right. Yeah. All right, so so now we're we're getting kind of to the main event here, guys. All right, um, got a, a few guys left, just just a couple, and I really want to talk about this guy, man, because I think his WWE career is pretty interesting, and that's Cody Rhodes, uh, aka Stardust, aka the American Nightmare, right? Um, Brandy Rhodes' husband, I think that's his biggest claim to fame so far. Um, Cody Rhodes in, in WWE starts off in the, in the legacy tag team with Ted DiBiase, right? Then he becomes a tag partner with his brother, has the singles run, uh, does the Stardust gimmick. Um, I kind of liked him as a tag wrestler, honestly. Um, and his single stuff I thought was hit or miss. For me, Hassan, undeniably like so much better once he left WWE. Yeah. Like the main event. Oh, right. Uh, what do you, what did you think of his, his run in WWE though? Like his, his little push, his singles push, his, his tag teams. What, what, what was your vibe on, on Cody when he was there? Man, his tag, his tag, when he tagged with gold Dust in 2013 and them winning the charges from the shield with dusty there, and then having this amazing run of matches against Cesaro yes. and Jack Swagger. And I think they had such, although it was short, but they were probably, uh, along with Cesaro and Tyson Kidd, the, my favorite WWF tag team in the past 10 years, to be honest. Oh, I, I won't even dispute that. Yeah. But as a single, as, as a single wrestler, it's not fair. He started really young, like I think he was 21 or 22. So it's not fair to uh, to still evaluate him at that stage. But yeah, he tried his best with Stardust, but I don't, I don't, I don't see a case for him. Uh, although such a great uh, short tag uh, run, but as a single. Nothing much with him to be to be honest. Well, what about you, Esteban? Did you see anything in the Seagulls run that that we could make the case for Cody Rhodes? I think with the case for Cody, um, I, I, I I'm I, I'm I align very well with what Hassan said in terms of his best work is detecting particularly that the Brotherhood run with with Goldust. 
the one everything else it's like there in terms and he's very cromulent in ring but not nothing really stand out but i will say this i think one thing that you have to give him credit for is that whether it's a good idea bad idea ill-advised or or, or, or or a good idea ultimately he commits to what he is doing and does it as what you know it goes all in he goes all in whether it's the dashing cody Rhodes, <laughs> whether it's doing stardust and changing up how he wrestled and getting really into that whole uh character and even in aw i mean regardless of whether you think what he does is good whether it's not a good not not good whether you agree don't agree with with how he's presenting himself or the ideas he's doing you i do give him credit that no matter what he and is handed or what he decides to do he goes and commits all in into presenting that character or going in that direction if that's the direction they decide to go uh right ultimately i won't argue with that yeah, I mean, uh, there are some fun things. I mean, not not top notch, top end, but there's the dashing Cody Rhodes is 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 a, is a bit of a fun gimmick and a bit of fun run he had, particularly that series against uh, Rey Mysterio. Had, had a really good match with uh, Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania that year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was a, that. I think that might be his best uh, his his best of the singles runs per se. That might be the highlight uh, for him. But yeah, I think his best work was definitely with, with the, the Brotherhood Tag Team. Legacy is fine. The only thing is that you know he 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 was really he was in the lackey role, and they never really pushed him more beyond that. Simply, it was like just being there was enough to give him you know the rub, even though they really didn't you know do much more than just present them as being part of Legacy. Well, well, um, I want to go back to Hassan for one second here. Hassan, you and I have been watching AEW together since it began, right? I mean, right. during the pandemic, it was like, all right, Hassan, let's let's queue up the show. Let's watch this thing, right? And um, what do you think about Cody's run in AEW? Because I always argue with my buddy Charles that, like, when him and Jericho had that match, Cody was red hot. He yep. should have won the belt. He should have been the, the the flat bear for the company. And ever since he didn't win the belt, I think that because of his schedule of, you know, disappearing for months at a time and then popping back up and a couple of ill-advised uh, feuds, I mean, but I think he brings it in the ring. I, I mean, I just think he has amazing matches when, when right. given the opportunity. And, and, you know, especially in the singles. And I just... I don't know. I think he's one of the best wrestlers in the world, more so a couple of years ago than now. But um, yeah, I really want to see what's going on with the seal run. How, how do you think his AEW runs um, uh, been so far? A hundred percent. Like when from like the start of AEW and when his feud with Chris Jericho until that title match, amazing, amazing matches and oh, amazing. He made Darby. He made Darby. With the with that he time limit draw, exactly. Yeah, and his promos and the segments, and uh, he was in just ab- absolutely fantastic as well. Uh, in the ring, in the ring, although he he brought that WWF style to AEW, right? Not okay. that over the top and fast paced style, which which worked for him perfectly, and I loved it. For some reason, I don't know why he didn't turn heel. I think maybe it was time for him to turn heels 
and instead of being in the middle like that we don't know as a viewer is he a baby face or as a heel and that i think that's where he lost the connection in the ring when you lose your connection as a character and personality it will reflect reflect on your matches for sure this well, is his biggest problem right now i i think you're right and i think the the problem with that too is that he's viewing himself as john cena the john yeah. cena of aew and, and the problem is and it was my problem with him losing that Jericho match is he presents himself as Ric Flair, Triple H, John Cena, you know, a world championship caliber guy, right? Right. The only problem is he's never been world champion. He, he was never a WWE world champion of any uh, um, significance. He was never an AEW world champion. He was the right. TNT champion, but as much as they say it's not a secondary belt, it is absolutely treated as a secondary belt. Yeah. Um, and you can't act like the world champion if you've yeah. never been world champion. Absolutely, you are right. And I think one more thing, I think some of the heat on Brandy went to him. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, yeah. Because a lot of that heat is to Brandy. To be, to be fair, she's not that good. And she feels like she's being pushed to the audience. And they feel because of Cody. So maybe the crowd started to tear on him. because hey, of that, that might be fair. But I like the Brandy character. But she is an abysmal wrestler. I'll agree with that. Anyway, Tyler, uh, where did Cody place last time? Cody finished at number 132 on the overall list. Ah, man, I got I to gotta make him 98. Uh, well, okay, never mind. 103, subtract five points for Brandy anyway. Um, yeah, so one thing that I want to add is, and I don't remember where this came from, but I've heard multiple people reference it, so it must have been on one of the message boards or something, where they would, for during Cody's WWE run, they had the what they called the Cody line, and if it was something was better than whatever Cody was doing at the time, it was probably good. And if it was worse, it was probably bad. But if it was kind of what Cody was doing, it was just, it was fine. It was the Cody line. It wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It was just kind of fine. And I kind of think that's about what his WWE career kind of amounts to. I've never heard that before, but that's a very interesting point. You know, that, that makes, that makes sense to what I was thinking because Cody is somebody at least who, you know what he's going to bring to the table and his feuds and everything that goes with it will depend will will depend greatly on who on his opponent as in he's going to bring this to the table and it's either going to be great great or bad depending on what his opponent brings to it because he's he's not going to bring more than he already can do i mean he's like i said he he's he's good he's a good wrestler in ring he's not going to be great wow in terms of but he will more than hold up his end, and but he's not going to rise. He's not going to rise. He's not going to raise his his opponent's level. He's going to be. Oh. He, I think he's 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 just right there. Like the that Cody Lane thing makes so much sense to me when I think about how he wrestles and and how his feuds and present and and and, and matches tend to go. You, you know what? I'm going to argue that. I'm going to say that right. in AEW, that is absolutely not the case. I think when Darby Allen was more potential than great wrestler. Um, he brought that greatness out of Darby Allen. I think when, even though the feud was kind of Ill, Ill- conceived, uh, I thought the Anthony Agogo match was 
much more better than what a go-go was ready for. And okay. I think the Wardlow cage match uh, really opened up eyes and really helped Wardlow, you know? So uh, I think Wardlow might've, you know, I'm not saying he should have won that match, but whatever, but still it and was like semi in the dynamite debut as well. Absolutely. Second. Yeah. So, that, that's a fair, those are fair points. So, so I'm, I'm going to say maybe that was the case when he was in WWE. I think that'd be fair. I okay. don't think that's the case anymore, you know, cause I think in AEW, he's absolutely one of the smartest wrestlers they have in ring. So yeah. uh, maybe not character wise or choice wise, yeah. you know, oh. like, and and well, one more thing before before we before finishing on Cody. Remember, for what it's worth, in the year 2022, he is a former NWA World Champion. Fair enough, <laughs> but I don't think that I still don't think that classifies. Maybe in this head it does, but you know, for me, no. You know, I mean, you got to be AEW champion. You can't act like Ric Flair slash Triple H slash John Cena, the man. You know, you 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 got you got to win either WWE's belt or even hell the, the new Japan. If was he ever IWGP champ? No, no he was just the IWGP uh, American champion. You see what I'm saying? No, man, you got to be world champ, man. You, you got to be the guy in the company. And he positions himself as that, but he's never actually held the gold. And that's just the old school in me talking, right? To be the man, you got to beat the man kind of thing, you know? And, and until until that happens, like I just can't take that air of cockiness or, or whatever seriously, you know. Anyway, well, guys, we we got two more wrestlers we're going to discuss, and this one right here, his WWE career is full of highlights. Um, and I don't, I want to talk about the WWE career, but but. Instead of, again, making a whole show about him, I want to talk about, like, one, what are your favorite moments in his WWE career? And then, two, talk about his AEW run. And, Esteban, we're going to start with you, and I'm talking about Chris Jericho. So, so one, what are your favorite Chris Jericho moments in WWE? And then, two, uh, what do you think he's about what he's done in AEW so far? Well, favorite moments in WWE, there's the Shawn Michaels feud. Very yeah, that's that's awesome. great all around in every aspect of uh, of of work there. The uh, the the list of Jericho stuff was really fun, even though he was slower in the ring, but he really, really made it work. And uh, I would have to say, actually, his uh, one, one part I really liked is his uh, his run with Christian. That was a really fun. Uh, Fun little run they had there. They had a very underrated match, WrestleMania 20. But the whole uh, thing where they were trying to uh, make it with Trish and they had a bet going on for a dollar about who would who would be able That's to. Right. Yeah. One dollar <laughs> Canadian. One dollar Canadian. Yeah. Yep. To boot. <laughs> Uh, That's right. So, so those would be off the top of my head. Those would be some of the highlights. Although he has quite a few other things that you could mention, but those are the ones that come right to mind in my case. Yeah, if Hassan doesn't mention my other one, I'm going to throw it in at the end. Um, but what about his AEW run? Uh, what, what, what do you think? Because I think it's been pretty interesting myself. It's been interesting. It, it, it's it, it's a lot like Jericho's runs in, in WWE where we're at the point where we're kind of at diminishing returns uh, with, with his run and he probably should 
leave for a while, take a break, and then come back if, if he comes back at all. Uh, he has been effective. He has been at least, the, and especially at the beginning. Uh, there's the debate that you had whether it should have been Cody, whether it should have been him. But he, he, he's. I think he's done at least uh, until recently. You, I think he's done very well in the role he's been in for for AEW. Uh, but I don't know. I think we're and, at, and absolutely we're, necessary to give him the credibility. Absolutely, absolutely necessary. I totally, one hundred percent agree there. But I think we're at the point where maybe he needs to tweak it uh, or just take a break if, if he's going to continue as an active and ring performer. I mean, he's pushing fifty already. He's already uh, fifty. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's impressive, and not not that he can't contribute at that age, but. It's been it's been a while in this persona, and one thing that really characterizes Jericho is that he he knows when to leave usually and how to reinvent himself when he comes back and present himself in a bit uh, different enough that that it, that it feels fresh. Uh, I think that's a fair assessment, Hassan. Do you, uh, first, uh, before you talk about AEW, um, what about his WWE run? What what are your favorite moments? Uh, of course, I, I love that match with Sean in WrestleMania 19. Right? Yeah, that's, that's a great match. Great match. And interesting, like, uh, although Triple H gets a lot of heat for burying wrestlers and stuff, I think he's the one who made Jericho where they had that, where he beat him in the Raw match. Then the decision was counter, I think. Then they had another less standing match that was pretty big. Then you had that right. tag match row against uh, Triple H and Austin. So I think he shines through the Triple H feud. Yeah, that match with Sean was really great. The Ray Re- Mysterio feud, man, that was be- beautifully That was great, too. Absolutely. We're amazing. But the thing about him in WWE, in the ring, he doesn't seem consistent. Like, one time he seemed this amazing great timing great matches and some matches he seems sloppy and his timing is off so this is interesting yeah that's a fair point Uh, one thing neither one of you guys mentioned i was shocked it's one of my favorite chris jericho runs was his run with the rock when he when he won the wcw title yeah that was pretty cool as well yeah and and i even liked it when he won the um uh unified title as well so i mean I don't know. I, I think Jericho is, is an all-time. Um, what, what about his AEW run, though, Hassan? Because you and I have watched it together, man, and it's like sometimes we're like, oh, my God, like, look how over he is. Look at the crowd. Right. Theme song. I mean, which is amazing, right? Like, he always finds a way to get over, as, as Esteban mentioned. But then there are other times where you and I are like, man, that wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. I think for me, He's he's the best AEW World Champion at least for me. This okay. is one thing. But lately, I think it's interesting. Like he seems like out of touch. He tries too much to be fresh and in, t- in touch. And I think he, in a way, he's out of touch with. I think with his corny comedy and you know what I mean. <laughs> Yes. Hey, my favorite is when he tried to um, patent uh, GFY, and then Moxley goes on TV and just says, "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, something all of a sudden, GFY just didn't seem as cool. 
right. I yeah, the Orange Cassidy feud that that was okay. Then what is going on lately? I I to be honest, like he's not as hot as it's. I he should take all the credit of building the foundation of AEW with his run. A great yeah, run. You know, though, man, I mean, because he has clout and because he's in tune with what is, he's put himself in there with like everything that's hot at the time. So, you know, first it was Cody, right? Like I argued that Cody was the hottest right. they had going early on. Then it was Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy was like the top merch seller or whatever. And, you know, then MJF, right? He has the whole uh, right. affair with MJF, you know? And then, um, you know, and then it looked like that they were going to do something with the uh, America's top team. I'm not saying that was a great feud, but what I am saying is at first, Dan Lambert had some hype. Um, it looked like Lance Archer was going to be the guy feuding with him, right? Yeah. All of a sudden, Jericho and the inner circle, all of a sudden, they're the ones feuding with Lambert, yeah. you know? So, and now, what? Who, who's the who's by far the most beloved wrestler in AEW? Eddie Kingston, right? Just people love Eddie Kingston. Who, who's who's going to feud with Eddie Kingston coming up? Yeah, it's him. Uh, I've heard he's booking himself, so. So, <laughs> so you're, you're saying that Chris Jericho's the Dusty Rhodes of AEW? Absolutely, <laughs> man. His, hey, his, his game of opportunism is, is top-notch, man. You can't beat it. Come on. It's, uh, but, I mean, but no, I mean, I, I really do. I think Chris Jericho. Where, where did he finish, Tyler, in the, in the um, WWE? Number 10 overall. He was my yeah, number 11. Uh, can argue with that, man. Wow, I think it's a valid, valid place. Bit higher That's than what... I'd have him, but yeah, it's not, 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 not egregious. Yeah. No, I mean top twenty. I mean he has all, all the accolades. I mean the the ability to consistently reinvent himself over you know a, a 15, 20 year period. No, yeah. I'm, that doesn't surprise me at all. So I that's mean, exactly that... it, Will. It's that ability to reinvent himself. And and one thing that I just will. Uh, make a note of that the list isn't necessarily exclusively in ring. It also takes into account promos and character work and, and Jericho tends to be really strong and really kind of consistent across all those things between all the, you guys all took all the great feuds that I had written down. So, well, there's one that I'll, one that else, one other one that I had, uh, and that was when he had his legends feud, which led to the comeback of Ricky steamboat and, uh, not so much the yes. match where there's three, but then they had another match at Backlash, and Steamboat looked like he'd never missed a beat, and yeah, I'm yes. sure Jericho helped that. That was really good. No, that's a great point, man. I, I remember loving that. Man. Shit, that Steamboat match was great. Right. Yeah, well, that's a great point. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm still interested in Chris Jericho. I, I do want to mention his commentary run, because during the pandemic when he was a heel, I thought he was the greatest heel announcer since Jesse Ventura, right? But now that he's a baby face and he's doing the same shtick, it's 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 really annoying. But <laughs> I just wanted to throw that in. All right, guys, um, I threw one other guy on the list, and we're not going to talk about his WWE run. And the only reason we're not going to do that is because this guy is literally going to be on three of my shows for uh, this uh, little mini series of podcasts I'm doing. Uh, Scott, JT, Tyler, and I already talked about him on on the first episode. 
we're going to talk about his run in ROH on a future episode. And I kind of want to just talk about what he's doing in AEW and how he's being used in AEW compared to WWE. And um, Hassan, I think you know who I'm talking about. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, Brian Danielson, right? Ash Daniel Bryan in WWE. Daniel Bryan, rest, right. Um, dude, by far, like, my favorite guy ever. My favorite oh, wrestler yeah. of the last 20 years. Um, what, what do you think of, one, one, what do you think about this current AEW run he's on? But two, about how he's being used now compared to how he was being used in WWE. It's too early. It's too early. But, man, his WWE run, so big and amazing. Like, I, like, let's say, at which point, let's say, from 2013 to 2014, comparing to this AEW run, obviously, the WWE run wins it, for me, to be honest. Oh, no, 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 no way, not even close, and I'm going to explain why in a second. But even, even when he was the heel, like, environmental champion, I even take this run to this AEW run, which is still, right now he seems like just Dude. a guy choosing his dream matches, which is fine. Like Dude, I'm going to go fly to Baja right. and go punch you in the nuts. This is horrible. Come on, keep going. Right. Like, You're breaking but, my heart. Yeah. No, but uh, great matches, but we are still waiting to that great feud, that great backup story to back up these great matches. The, those stories that like they lead up to WrestleMania 30. How that, Yeah. So we need, we need, we need, we need the story. We got this story with CM Punk. We had a couple of our dream matches. The MJF, the MJF uh, story started to pick, to pick up. And so uh, still we are waiting to that great segment uh, story to back up these great matches so so i'm going to argue with you a little bit here okay right. all right you knew that was coming right like sure. you knew. all right here's here's where i disagree with you, all right uh, is that in wwe i never ever thought they used him to his full potential ever i always thought he made the best with what he was given so when you talk about that 2013-14 run up to the title, they backed into that. That was not the company booking him to become world champion. He wasn't supposed to be world champion, right? Um, it was his undeniable popularity. They booked him so badly that he became the biggest face like in 10 years, right? Like just um, it was basically the fans rebelling against the company, which they had already done, okay? Um, and then it took CM Punk quitting on the company for him to get that world title. You know, the yes movement, all that stuff, that was all Brian. Then when he finally came back, he kind of stuttered out the gate. But then I'll agree with you, man. Great heel run, right? When he was the, um, yeah. uh, when he was the, uh, uh, her- herbal champion or whatever, and he had the hemp belt and, the great promos with Eric Rowan as his lackey, right? You know, yeah. I, I agree with you on that. But to me, coming in, he came in into AEW, said straight up, I'm here to beat people up. Yeah. I'm here, here to prove I'm the best in the world. And he's done exactly what he said he was going to do. 
And at first, you know, like, oh, it's against Kenny Omega as a heel and he's a face. But then he did it with Paige, too. He leaned into the heel persona because, you know, Moxley was supposed to be in that position. But I thought that was amazing, too. Like, hey, I'm going to beat up every single one of your friends till I get to you. Yeah. And then you have this story of him going to another time limit draw, not being able to win the big one. And then during the rematch, you know, he puts Paige over in a, in a bloody, like, classic. And I was there live for the, the, the one-hour draw. So I couldn't disagree with you more. I think that the way they've used Brian has been masterful. I think that, um, you know, now that he's lost his world title shot, him saying, hey, look, look, what, what's one of the criticisms of AEW is that they have all these gimmicks that kind of demean the product, right? Yeah. And then, then uh, he comes out, tells Moxley, hey, join me. Let's let's get some of these more serious young guys under our belt. Teach them how to be uh, natural born killers, and let's wipe out all these gimmicks, you know. And I'm I I can't wait to see what's next. But I mean, in the ring, God, it it just drives me nuts that we could have for as great as Daniel Bryan was in the ring, and he was in my top five five years ago, right for the WWE yeah. list. Um, it drives me crazy how much better it could have been because he's already proven that like dude just classic match after classic match classic tv match even the the destruction of the um dark order was just masterful the way he did it you know just every match he's had has been just great so far just great you know suzuki kingston uh the mega match which i think is kenny omega's best match in AEW. The, the page matches, just everything. The Bobby Fish match, just, dude, everything has just been on point. And I wish he was that way at WWE. So that, that's my counter to your point, Hassan. Right. But, you know, I respect your opinion, and we're still friends. And, no, um, the thing is, yes, a four-month run. So this is the case. Still too early to judge it. Okay, like, okay. Such run to, I'm not sure, five or six years run. It's impossible to, to do, to be honest. Uh, that's fair. That's a fair point. Uh, uh, where do you stand on this, Esteban? Like, where, how's running AEW's gone so far? It's a difference of how they're being presented, of you know, of how of, of the presentation of 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 Danielson or Daniel Bryan or <laughs> whichever name we're going to be using to refer to him. Brian. Let's just say Brian because that's the common the common the easy way to do it. Yeah. Um, I will say this compared. The only the, the one thing I really want to say is compared to when we did did the, the this first run of for your consideration five years ago is what a gift. What an absolute gift to have gotten him back. And not only 100%. back, but but at the level he is he has been at. And while his and his additional WWE run, does that add to his WWE case? Absolutely. Even though his comeback yeah. match was all about Shane McMahon, and that should have been a warning <laughs> about how they were going to present him or how much they were oh, willing to go true. with him. But the ecological warrior run adds a whole different element or aspect to his uh, his work and how uh, versatile he can be. His run throughout versus AJ, the Roman matches uh, versus, you, you know, all of that. This, this, the, way, he's, the way he just elevated Kofi. Yeah, the way and and no knock on Kofi, but he he's Brian's the one that helped really cement and make that moment for Kofi. Right. 
and and towards AEW, the what I've been able to watch, I'm not a regular watcher, but I, I do tune in and, and and I do tune in from time to time. Is he just looks like he's having the time of his life? He's he just just so much you can see. If anything, joy comes out of him, you know, when he's out there because he's. You know, I think he's earned the right to do what he wants to do and and wrestle who he wants to wrestle and present himself how he wants to be presented. And he he just it, it all I have to say is what a gift and hopefully he can have his Negro Casas match before all is said and done. <laughs> oh man, that that that'd be amazing. Hassan, you and I saw Negro Casas in Mexico right. City, man. How how amazing would that be? Well. By the way, just last week, I'm not sure if you guys watched it, but Negro Cassis at 62 years old, he did a plancha of the top th- of the third uh, turnbuckle and to the outside and to someone, which is amazing. <laughs> Dude, hey, uh, Hassan, we, I mean, that, that that anniversary show we went to was one of the most amazing wrestling experiences wow. I've ever experienced. I, I How over it. was Negro Cassis? Wow, amazing. <laughs> Just absolutely amazing, man. Yeah, I'm just glad I got to see him wrestle live, man. How many air horns did you have in the crowd? Ah, man, I don't know. <laughs> it was loud, though, man. I, I think my ears were just buzzing just from the the whole experience. But that that's another podcast. I've done podcasts on that show, too. Uh, Hassan and I have talked about that on one of his shows as well. But uh Tyler, just to remind, where did Daniel Bryan finish in the last uh, poll? Uh, he finished 17 overall. Yeah, way, way, too, way too low. Well, he'll go up, man. Uh, just quickly on his uh, return, that's going to help his case tremendously, I think. Um, yeah. Just, yeah. You, you know, the, the in-ring work, I feel like his AEW run he's on is something like, I have not seen in real time. I can never remember watching it in the moment and just, you know, where you fall on, you know, on star ratings. I'm just like, well, that's got to be five stars for me. That's got to be fine. And just afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Flawless. And, and that's part of it, but his character work that he's done in AEW to be able to turn heel, I, I would not have believed that he could have effectively turned himself heel that well you know because i thought they would just cheer him fans would just want to cheer him and he did the same thing in his return at wwe and that's gonna count for me you know you guys mentioned he got kofi kingston to be a main event babyface at wrestlemania and i just don't think anyone else could have done that we know what he can do in the ring no one else that wwe's ever had can do you know, is as good a worker as he is, whether or not he was used to the same, you know, to his fullest extent. I think we all agree that he wasn't, but the talent is absolutely there. and You, you couldn't keep him down if you wanted to. So he's got the great matches. He's got the great character work. So, yeah, he's going to come up. He'll be in my top 10 for sure, Will. Uh, and good. you guys remember, like, uh, Brock Lesnar were having the same match for several years and when he came, Daniel Bryan, he totally had this awesome, different match with Brock Lesnar. 100%. Yeah, 100%. He wrestles, he wrestles differently depending on who he's in the ring with. And that's that's pretty much uh, very few people nowadays do that. 
And a lot of people just go with their they have their set signature style and that's what they try to do. But he he the, the way he approaches is it's just I mean I, again what a gift to be able to have him and at the level he's at. I agree with that. Well, well, guys, th- th- this has been a great show. Um, like I said, two of my favorite people to talk wrestling with. Uh, last time, uh, Bariqua, you and I talked, um, we actually synced up with our old buddy Chris Zellner and just watched WrestleMania during the pandemic. Uh, not this year, but last year. Right. Right. Yeah. And uh, that was fun. But um, Hassan, you, you, you've been my wrestling buddy for the last five years. Even when, when I'm like, ah, I'm through with wrestling. I'm done. I'm too old. <laughs> Hassan's like, Will, you must watch this match. Let's sync up. All right, I'll sync up with you. Come on. Will, watch the world run with me. I'll watch that company. Come on. All right, I guess I'll watch it, you know. So, or watch you know. those uh, French matches from the 50s. <laughs> oh, love it. Yes. Yes. Definitely. I mean, <laughs> always watching wrestling with Hassan and um, just two of my favorite people of all time. And guys, thank you so much for, for uh, being guests on my show. Um, for everyone out there listening, uh, uh, I'm sure if I ever do more podcasts, both of these guys are going to be jumping on my podcast train. So uh, look forward to that. Um, before I go, though, Esteban, is there anything else you want to say um, as we wrap up? No, thank you for for having me on. It's always it's always fun to be able to chat with you. I mean, you always have your you you always have your particular point of view, and you're going to let me know whether well, whether I'm Ron or I'm Ron. <laughs> <laughs> so, so oh, it's always... no, I would never do such a thing. <laughs> but just, it, just wait till I get Johnny Sorrow on this thing. Oh no, man, that's that's gonna be something. But but it, it's it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun talking with you, also Hassan and Tyler. Pleasure to know you as well. And uh, nothing. Uh, I mean, I, I look forward to hearing the rest of these for your consideration episodes, and hope hopefully that the listeners get get something out of this uh, to help them be able to navigate their their list making all right well i appreciate that buddy hassan um are are we going to get any more interviews from from you man because i love the interviews you've done so far but you haven't done any in a while yeah i haven't done some years but you'd never know you got me back into a podcast thing i've stopped for a while but thank you very much (laughs) you guys it was my great pleasure getting to know you and speaking wrestling with you Hey, I'm serious, man. Hassan really has like points in the last five years. I've, as y'all know, I've been a ghost on this on this uh, podcasting thing. Hassan really has brought me, you know, back into the wrestling fold. The only reason I went to Mexico City with him is because he's the one who told me that you know CMLL was doing amazing things at the time, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, All like got the single Rochester Park match, but yeah. No, no, that, that that was tragic, but we still got a great show. Great, the uh, the last great anniversary show, right, son? I agree, definitely. Yeah. All right, Tyler. Well, Tyler, you, you and I, we're gonna do a few more of these, so um, y'all hear more from Tyler. And so yeah. everybody else out there listening to us, uh, oh, Tyler, what were you gonna say? Well, so first, I just wanted to thank Hassan and Esteban. I just pleasure, you know talking with you guys uh and then well i would like to plug just a couple things one we are uh go for it. result or we are rolling out the results of last year's stretch project which was the greatest Ooh. wcw wrestler of all time so those appear 
uh, Fridays on placetobenation.com. Uh, so depending on when this this drops, uh, it'll be well into the list of 100. Um, and then second, just uh, there's a Facebook page for this project for you know revisiting the greatest WWE wrestler of all time from five years ago. So uh, join in that discussion. If you can find this podcast, I'm sure you can can find it on the, the Facebook page. So if not, shoot one of us a note and, and we'll get you uh, get you hooked up. And, and when Tyler says shoot one of us a note, that means shoot Tyler a note because yeah. probably won't check. But <laughs> you can shoot me a note about. or JT or Scott or anyone. Got it. All right, I'll, I'll make sure that for future episodes, I let you get that plug in, Tyler, because yeah. I wouldn't even think I was like, all right, guys, well, time to go. Time to go slap some kids. <laughs> anyway, yeah. all right, all right, fellas, this has been great. To everyone out there listening, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Sometimes there's one with big blue eyes, cute as a bunny, with hair down to here, and plenty of money, and just when you think she's that one in the world, your heart gets stolen by some mousy little girl, and then you know you better make up your mind, and pick up on one and leave the other behind, it's not often easy, and not often kind, did you ever have to up your mind Sometimes you really take a girl the moment you kiss her And then you get distracted by her older sister When it walks her father Did you ever have to finally decide?